thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Tuesday. Talk about it Tuesday. And it is Taco Tuesday, too, you guys. Oh, yes. It's Tuesday, December 19th. And today is National Oatmeal Muffin Day. And it's also National Hard Candy Day. That's the only two things that we had going on today. But so... That's that's all we got. But thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on your screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So welcome to anyone joining us from any one of those audiences. Thank you for tuning in. We truly, truly appreciate it. But kicking it off today, that's right, it's Black Star. It is the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico Lemit. Champion of the people. Oh boy. Champion. Here we go. All right, y'all. So um I know Jason's Jason just might uh have some feelings about this story so just a quick i i love uh, this story i love this is one of my favorite stories of the day this one and todd's story are my favorite of the day yeah so so just quick disclaimer on this one so um could a failed presidential campaign run by ron DeSantis lead to the ultimate undoing of the florida cannabis industry's progress now um usually I'm the one telling you guys to follow the money. On this one, uh, CNN did the legwork, and uh, it is a doozy. Um, why would the newly elected red state? Why would a newly elected red state governor, notorious for his disdain for cannabis, prioritize expanding access for medical consumers to smokable flour? So much that he'd make it the first thing that he signed into law when he came into power. Back in 2018, mm -hmm. could the stroke of Ron DeSantis's pen allowing for a smokable flower in the sunshine state to be, could that have been the cost that he paid for the Donald Trump endorsement that ultimately led to his victory in a long shot election? 
All of the money, y'all. Oh, boy. There's a lot of evidence that says it does. I see what you're going So this story goes a bit further down the rabbit hole than most of we're privileged to discuss on High and I News. So in, for sake of time, I'm just going to go straight to the meat of it and invite y'all to dig deeper into the whole thing on your own time. Where, Jason? And our website at www.hyatt9news.com. You got it. Because this shit is a lot. Uh, there's a lot of evidence all provided by named sources on the record for this one. So let's dig into it. The one person claiming to have insight into why DeSantis went against his party to support more liberal use of medical marijuana is, drumroll please, Lev Harness. Get if out you know of politics here. Is, if you know politics, it's a name that just might ring a bell. Parnas is the once well-connected Republican fundraiser, tight with Rudy Giuliani when Trump was president. He became a key figure in the first Trump impeachment, mainly Russia, regarding Russia, his work Russia. with <laughs> yeah, mainly regarding his work with Giuliani searching for dirt on Joe Biden in Ukraine. He was also sentenced uh, last year to 20 months in federal prison for unrelated campaign finance violations while trying to obtain marijuana licenses in other states and for defrauding investors in one of his companies to the tune of more than $2 million. Uh, but when DeSantis met him back in 2018, Parnas still had close ties with Trump's inner circle. As first reported by Reuters uh, and the local CBS station in Miami earlier this year, Parnas has said that he was closer to DeSantis than the governor has publicly acknowledged. And that earlier in their relationship, DeSantis asked for his help in obtaining an endorsement from Trump. In an interview with CNN uh, at his home in Boca Raton, Parnas said that he was initially unwilling to help because he perceived DeSantis as being unfriendly to business prospects. Parnas was looking to invest in medical so, marijuana after Florida's successful 2016 referendum, which made the drug more accessible. Here's what he said. I told him, you're on the other side of the fence on that, and you are against everything that I believe and I am trying to establish. Uh, recounting their first meeting at the Trump International Hotel in D.C. But according to Parnas, mm -hmm. when the two ran into each other at the hotel again later that month, DeSantis told Parnas he could be swayed into supporting more liberal marijuana policies if Parnas could deliver on an endorsement from Donald Trump. It opened the door, and we talked more about uh, about it until he assured me that he was going to be pro-cannabis, Farnes told CNN in a series of interviews about his interactions with DeSantis. DeSantis publicly expressed his support for legalized medical marijuana in June 2018, quote-unquote, drain the swamp campaign event in Pensacola, at which he was joined by Matt Gates. Twelve days later, Farnes donated $50,000 to DeSantis' political committee through a business named Global Energy Partners. Remember that, Jason? Yeah, uh, I the do. The next day, Trump, the Trump announced he was backing DeSantis for governor. This is what Trump said the very next day. He will be a great governor and has my full endorsement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly the next day. Farnes told CNN it should have been clear that uh, to DeSantis that his help was contingent upon him being supportive of medical marijuana. I don't recall us having the exact conversation, like a quid pro quo type of situation, but the whole conversation was quid pro quo. <laughs> CNN was unable to... 
<laughs> independently verify his account. But uh, DeSantis has declined to answer detailed questions about his interaction with partners uh, from the time period. The Trump campaign and spokesman, spokesman for Giuliani did not respond to requests for comment. Uh, following Parnas' legal woes, DeSantis uh, returned the 50,000 contribution and downplayed their relationship, describing him as just like any other donor. But the text message between text messages between Parnas and DeSantis, first reported by Reuters and received and reviewed by uh, CNN, showed the two had communication about fundraising with DeSantis at time asking Parnas to nudge Giuliani to post certain messages on Twitter. On election night, he and Parnas embraced in a celebratory hug as preliminary results showed DeSantis was victorious. Parnas was then a VIP at DeSantis's inauguration. He barely knew the guy, right? Parnas acknowledged <laughs> others may have had Trump's ear about endorsing DeSantis. Uh, multiple sources told CNN that Gates was one of them, but in his mind, there was a clear linkage. The reason why Deron DeSantis became governor of Florida is because of a little plant called cannabis. The story's phenomenal read uh, with direct ties with DeSantis to Matt Gates uh, to Dr. Jason Pirazzolo, the head of uh, the uh, Medical Association from Cannabis mm -hmm. in Florida, uh, State Representative Halsey Bashirs, the former chief financial officer at a family-owned small tree farm that later joined forces with two other nurseries to win one of a handful of coveted licenses created by the 2014 law to produce medical marijuana. That venture would soon become TrueLeave, the company that ultimately took over the, uh, the Florida state industry. TrueLeave has uh, invested over $40 million into the adult use initiative on Florida's 2024 ballot. That'll most likely be featuring a battered and bitter Ron DeSantis at the helm. With all this post-fast cannabis, cronies no longer in his corner and vice versa. What is to say Ron DeSantis will not pull a Christie gnome and say, screw all y'all, y'all ain't smoking nothing. I'm Rico Lamit, the dopest dad on the street. Happy to follow these dollars. And I hope you guys read the rest of the story because it is a doozy. They name names and there are direct connections to all of it. Um, what do you guys think about this? Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron. <laughs> With all of Jason's favorite people doing dirt. That's so crazy. I know pretty much every single person you named in that whole article. <laughs> yes. Really something to brag about. I just, That's I right. mean, oh. I, know, I know lots of people, Yarrow. I'm a really big networker. You know what I mean? <laughs> You gotta maybe re-examine your friend group. I, bro, I, I work with I work with all people. I work with all people. I'm a people people. He's inclusive, yes. if you will. Yes, I'm. I'm very, very, very inclusive. But man, and some Republicans. This whole thing. They're 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 trying to say that Lev Parnas is responsible for smokable flour in Florida. Yes. So they're saying that that Ron DeSanctimonious is not capable of making a decision on his own. Is that what CNN is alleging? Well, I mean, oh, we it, all know it, that's it, true it, anyway. So. Yeah, the man is notoriously <laughs> anti-cannabis. Said he doesn't like the smell he of it. He just doesn't like the smell of it. He's not anti-cannabis. No, he's, no, he's trying to he's trying to poo-poo all over it whenever it's brought up on the national level or and, and, on and, and all state fairness, level. In all fairness, in all fairness, have you the smelled thing. the weed that they the produce in Florida? It is the first thing that they signed into law that he signed into law. I know as I, governor. Yeah, and I know we helped on this. I'm 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 aware of this. Yes, we we were very excited when he it's, signed it's crazy into law. This and Lauper, did not name Jason Beck. 
Well, that's because was was Jason Beck at this meeting at Mar-a-Lago that went down? <laughs> I cannot confirm I don't know. or deny, but I can tell you I've been to Mar-a-Lago many, many a times. What happens in Mar-a-Lago probably stays in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, this notion that he can drain the swamp, first of all, coming from a governor who presides over a geography that includes a lot of swampland, swamp. the environmentalist in me says, I don't know if he's talking about getting rid of corruption in Washington or he's just talking about not honoring uh, the environment over there in Florida. I think if DeSantis wants to drain the swamp, the first thing he can do is just cut a two-inch hole in the side of his head and turn to the left and pour out all those stupid thoughts that he thinks are policy positions, and that would be a good step forward. But Yes, but uh, we, we do want to thank Mr. Sa- Sam Romaine. He says, Ronnie Boy Big won't be Sam. gutting the industry anytime soon. You can bet on that. And you know what? He's 100% right about that. You know why? Because his fees, his up fee just went in to where they're charging him a million or so bucks a year for their licensing fees. And so, yeah, they're definitely not going to be gutting this program anytime soon. Big shout out. Big shout out, Sam. Thank you. Yes. What's, what, what you got to say on this, Simon? I said Ron DeSantis is the biggest square ever. All right. Let's not put anything cool related in this guy's hands. Bro, he, he made weed smoke possible in Florida for patients. Bro, this guy. This guy That's this something guy's to be commended. <laughs> you guys are always all about making the bad the enemy of the good. You guys will never get over it. No. And, no. and Jason, I looked at that quote. The Ron quote is, don't join make perfect anyone in the United States. The Ron DeSantis and Hillary Clinton both need a fucking joint, please. Oh, please. man. What, what, what was that, Rico? What, what, what's the quote? Ron DeSantis. What's the quote? The actual quote is, don't make perfect the enemy of the good. It's not, don't make bad the enemy of the good. I like don't my, my version. My version is way better, okay? My version is way better. It encompasses more. It's more inclusive. Okay, okay. Yes. So, um... I I just want to chime in for one second. I've been a DeSantis fan per se, but I've been disappointed in his DeSantis fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not even a fan of his. You're a fanboy. I you're right, but I I, (laughs) disappointed in his campaign. I think that he could have done a much better job of humanizing himself relating to the populace and taking stands on things and trying to channel his inner policy wonk instead of just his soundbite bitch. And so I do think that he could have done a lot better of a job to date in in trying to connect with the rest of the country. And I just think that uh, he has some room for improvement in terms of how he runs his campaign. I'd like to see him do better in his campaigning. I would. He's not. He's not like going to do more better. Ron DeSantis and less of the the, the the Trump clone that he pretends to be. He's he's, he's yeah, not. He's gonna a do. douche. He's. He, he's in way over his head. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And, uh, you know, he got elected because he was buddies with Trump. Right? I mean, that's not that's not that's not why he got elected. If he's unrelatable, it's exactly why he got re- no, uh, elected. No, 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 you know? no, no. He's uncomfortable in everything he does. Right. He just looks. He makes comfortable. Really you know? Oh, He's, you guys are crazy. He's one of the greatest governors Florida has had. Nine out of ten please. people in Florida support him. Well, it used to be Rick Scott, so anything's better than Rick Scott. I mean, right? Rick, Rick Scott is actually a really great guy. But he's a douche as a governor and a politician. I don't know. He might I mean, be a really nice guy. He's to, a really great you know, guy. Play cards with. Yeah, we've hung out a few times. You know what I mean? He's got a bald head just like you, Todd. He does. Yeah, you guys got the same. He uses it for the wrong thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> <Bottle> <laughs> <of> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, you guys! I can't believe you guys are. I can't believe you guys are giving giving him so much grief. But shout out to Ron to Sanctimonious. But, but he, he <laughs> the swamp. Like, come up with your own taglines to talk about Can't. getting. Action how and, many and, other? And, how many other? How many? How many other? How many other adjectives do you have for drain? Dude, he's got zero original thought. He goes to where he thinks he's gonna grab the MAGA voter, and that's how he runs his fucking life. Mm-hmm. He, ha- he has no idea what he's doing. He's got a blank look on his face every time you see him. Yep. I do, exactly. I do need a pair of them white them um, them white uh, boots that he had on during the uh, the, the hurricane. That, that's just for those were hot. Oh, bro, no, his, his boots his boots keep trending because they're all like over oversized. The problem no, is those uh, boots have, were not they, made for walking. Yeah, you, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, J- Jason, you should um uh, you should actually uh, look to sue him because he's he is um he is not have any of um he's not handicapped he does not have any oh and uh, he's put he's putting lifts he's putting like lifts that. on his shoes and he has orthopedic lifts, lifts in his boots look every, I, as this event. on the panel i'm not going to judge anybody who whatever they feel they need to do to look taller i i just would say this i wish the ron had put forth a plan for america a path towards prosperity touted his in Florida and said, here's what I plan on doing for the rest of the country. And with that, not reuse the same sorry uh, talking points or 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 taglines that aren't original in any way and that are recycled from, from the election cycle from four years ago. Just be original. I wish Ron would just let his hair down a little bit. Even if that means there's parts uh, that we don't like, I just don't feel like he's... Yeah. Being authentic in front of the camera and just being whoever he really is. He's not. I would gladly. I would gladly vote to. I'll gladly vote for any alternative to Joe Biden. Um, um, if they, it doesn't matter if they're conservative or not. Um, if they simply put out some path for America, but that's not what Republicans are doing. Republicans are just. They are. They are putting. They are putting it out. They're putting an American First agenda. There's out no there. ideas, bro. There's, 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 there's literally no ideas. ideas. There's no campaign. Bring back infrastructure it's, 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 to America. A lot of cliches. Uh, you know cliche. what? America you know first. What? We're gonna go to a America commercial. First. We're gonna come back. You guys are just gonna run around in circles, America chasing first. your tails. America first. No idea. Uh-huh. America. America. Yeah. America. We need America commercial. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, guys? Saman Razani. Coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Rico, they they did put it out of path. Yes. Rico, you with us? Okay. I'm here. All right. I'm here. Up next known for smoking the best weed in the world is the cannabis industry's very own kaiser brose known as white gucci out in detroit and he uh also is a meatball ron apologist apparently uh, as of this morning oh boy so um come to the stage next you know Jason back just because you you're us? just because you're a hater just because you don't want people in florida to have flour bro it's not my fault before meatball ride there will be flowers after oh yeah oh man you know what you guys i got i got a really interesting story for you guys and just just as a heads up this story is really really long you can read the full story on our website at www.hyatt9news.com and so this is the ai edited version 
So if I left something out, I apologize. But the robots. Stizzy. That's right. Stizzy's president denies allegations of illicit marijuana operations and sales, you guys. Stizzy, one of the top-selling marijuana brands in California, has said it has no connection to illegal businesses, practices, but is distancing itself from the co-founder, Tony Hong. The company declined to provide any financial details related to Hong's exit and told MJ Biz Daily that Hong had no connection to Stizzy and had no effect on the company's fully legal and confined activities. Former Stizzy CEO John Avador filed a lawsuit in September against Hong and other co-founders, alleging they ran a criminal enterprise of at least 18 unlicensed marijuana stores in the L.A. area. Hong denied any wrongdoing. Stizzy is unaware of any formal investigations by law enforcement or regulatory agencies into its business operations and welcomes any communications with regulators. Stizzy was founded in Los Angeles in 2017 by Hong, uh, Samuel Cho, and James Kim, and built its popular vape brand on authenticity, they say. Stizzy is a cannabis brand with 31 locations, uh, dominates the vape pen category in California and sells nearly $25 million in vape pens and cartridges every month through its large network of in-house stores and distribution deals with hundreds of other retailers. I wonder if that's all on metric. I don't know. A California marijuana retail trade group intends to boycott Stizzy products based on a report in the L.A. Times. The group's president and other board members intend to cease any further purchases from Stizzy until the charges are fully resolved. I think that's a little premature, but nonetheless. Soto said uh, he was unaware of the UCBA's existence until last week, and the headline stance by some of its uh, members represents a minority sentiment in the industry. He noted the UCBA's general counsel is a board director at Glasshouse Brands. Ooh, shots fired, you guys. Oh, man. Soto expects the allegations against Hung to have little effect of the company's customer base or brand sentiments, and Stizzy's vape brand has the most awareness in Arizona and is among the most recognizable in Michigan, according to Brightfield. The brand's overall perception is very positive, with the highest amount of negative perception in Michigan at only 3%. Stizzy released a statement on Twitter, better known as X, highlighting its origin story during California's Proposition 215 era, era while touting compliance efforts. The company said it works tirelessly to bring true cannabis culture while operating at the highest level of compliance. Soto and other Stizzy executives are well aware their uh, products are showing up on shelves in unlicensed stores. They believe the uh, authentic products are purchased legally in California for $20 to $25 at retail and marked up the prices illegally. Soto said Stizzy works with customs agents in China to mitigate the export of bogus products. And Soto uh, reiterated that Stizzy has too much to lose by engaging in underground activities, saying the company has an opportunity to be the number one cannabis company in the world. Well, 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 what do you guys think about this? Is anyone buying what Sizzy is denying? And I just want to know what y'all have to say. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. Allegedly. Man, it didn't take, man, it just took a couple articles for them to drop Tony. Yeah. He's a co founder. They dropped him like a bad habit. Yeah, I mean, that bothers me a little bit just because I think we deal in this cancel culture news cycle, quickie, quick, you're out, you're in, whatever. 
I'd like to think that we can trust that these processes will play themselves out, that people will suspend their rush to judgment. Um, I get that sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. Do you think that's uh, an admission of guilt, Yarrow? Do you think that's a mission of guilt since they since they dropped him so fast? It's like, oh, shit, we know he's doing something. We got to get him out no, of here. No, I think, I think they probably have a PR company that's like, look, you need to distance yourself publicly. But I, yeah. I just, you know, if I was a founder, I would be feeling more than a little aggrieved uh, that the company that I co-founded wasn't allowing uh, the facts to play out in the appropriate uh, venues uh, and was was distancing themselves. Yeah, I'd, I'd have my feelings hurt at a minimum. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of money tied there's a lot of money tied up in this whole operation, and they've been rapidly expanding. So, I mean, I think that it would not be out of place for them to be quick to separate themselves from a uh, from such a high profile accusation. Hundred percent. They have shareholders was, that they have to answer to. Yeah, and if I was one of the co-founders, you know, it's. it's it, it it does not necessarily. We don't know all the details yet, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's we'll get out of the money. We'll get him. It just right. means that you need to get you need to get this guy out yeah, out of the limelight and uh, bring the conversation back to um, um, where they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, the board of directors got together and said we got to get rid of this guy because of the expansion, because of our shareholders, because of our. Our stock price because 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 because. Do you think they um, bought and, him out? And guess what? And if it, yeah, I'm sure they did. Of course How they did. How much do you think they bought him out for? It's a good question. Oh, that's a really good question. All of the dollars. Oh, yeah. probably probably not premium. Probably not premium. In in light of the accusations. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think he could tell him. I could think he could tell him. Hey, you guys got to pay me a premium, or I'm not going nowhere. You guys are going to no, carry this back end money. He gets a big stock award. No, I it depends think- on how bad they wanted him out. You can have an ownership interest without having an active participatory role in management or execution. I'm sure they didn't buy them out. Even with their their top line sales, cannabis companies aren't just sitting on war chests that they can use to buy out founders the moment a crisis hits the headlines. I'm sure they asked him to just step away in terms of the press and how the company is perceived. I, I don't think they bought him out. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you were busy, right? You'd, you'd get him out as quickly as possible, wouldn't you? Or you'd let it play out and... No I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Yara makes a good point, though, Todd. If they don't have the capital to do that, and and he's not going to take a payment plan, you know, to the number end of one the brand in California, number one brand in Michigan, number one brand all over the country. What do you mean that? Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think this. I think this and that's marketing. Be, that's marketing. We know cannabis yeah. operators don't have yet. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I think exactly. this might be the corporate the, the corporate equivalent to administrative leave. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just <laughs> focus on the point. That's where the focus should we're, be. We're going to wait until the facts play themselves out. But uh, right now, uh, Tony's over here, and we're over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right, right. Tony can, can, can continue to, 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 to you know, to receive yeah. his checks or whatever until this whole thing plays out. But um, we are distancing ourselves from that, and we deny any of our uh, connection to yeah. Tony's personal business dealings. Yeah, and I, and I, and I'm with I, I'm with Benson on that. He said Benson says I don't think uh, they they asked him out. He benched himself. Yeah, and I don't I see think, why I he think, would not. Yeah, I think I think He's that's not gonna mess up the money. A little bit more likely, but nonetheless, we will follow up when we get more on this story. We're gonna keep it this train rolling. We're gonna roll right on in to Mr. Saman Razani. He's a plant cannabis formulation expert whose award-winning formulations remind women how to say hello again that's right it is none other than the man mr saman rizani 
Hello, 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 people. Uh, great story out of a, you know, a, a place we don't hear a lot of information from. Uh, Iowa today. Iowa school employee busted with three pounds of marijuana is entitled to unemployment benefits, judge rules. Marijuana Moment reports. An Iowa educator who was fired after police found three pounds of marijuana at her home is entitled to jobless benefits, a judge has ruled. According to state records, Amy Garrison Perkins was employed by the Waterloo Community School District as a behavior interventionist and at Expo Alternative High School earlier this year. In September, police went to the school and served a search warrant on Garrison Perkins in connection with the search of her home. Garrison Perkins allegedly informed the district's chief human resource officer that she had a medical marijuana card, officially known as a medical cannabidiol registration card, and that because it was too expensive to legally purchase the product from vendors, she was growing marijuana at home. Garrison Perkins allegedly told district officials she was authorized to have four grams of medical marijuana in connection with her medical prescription, but that law enforcement had removed three pounds of marijuana from her home. Under the terms in which Iowa's medical cannabidiol registration cards are provided, Garrison Perkins was prohibited from possessing cannabidiol in any other form that could be smoked or eaten. Several weeks after the search took place, Black Hawk County prosecutors charged Garrison Perkins in October with conspiracy to manufacture marijuana. Court records indicate police executed the search warrant at her home after spotting five marijuana plants that were plainly visible in her backyard. A jury trial is scheduled for January. The district fired Garrison Perkins and she subsequently applied for unemployment benefits. After a hearing dealing with the, that application, Administrative Law Judge James Timberlin noted that the district had no policies applying to off-duty conduct and that Garrison Perkins' actions did not involve the school, students, or staff. Timberlin awarded Perkins unemployment benefits, adding that the decision in no manner condones the claimant's off-duty misconduct. And that's Saman Razani reporting for High at Nine. Guys, this is just another misappropriation of justice um, and just some utter bullshit. Uh, what do you guys have to think? Have to, have to say about that? Saman, and do, what's we, our... do, do, do we know how? Do we know how law enforcement got tipped off onto this? Well, she told the counselor that um, she was growing plants. So... She snitched on herself. Clearly visible she... from her backyard. I, and, and they were visible. They they checked up on it. They were visible. So they had probable cause. It, it, it's yeah, just but sad. They, 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 they didn't have probable cause until she snitched on herself. Like, no one knew that those were chilling in the backyard until she snitched you on know, herself. There could, be, there could be other things. There could Someone might have, um, you know, smelled marijuana. I'm not buying her. that. I'm not buying none of that. That's Iowa, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying that. Exactly. Your 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 neighbor's like ten miles down the street. This ain't the Colorado Cologne, bro. Yeah. Listen, if it was wafting. It was wafting. Right? If what you, flagrantly flagrant. If what you think you're doing is legal, and you're trying to make sure that there's no cover up, and that you are not being dishonest by omission, I I think what she was trying to do was be transparent with her employer. Um. That was stupid. Yeah, got her in trouble. That was stupid, Yarrow. I mean, yeah. we don't know if it was a neighbor that might have said something either. It there could wasn't. be a couple things. But she might have snitched on herself. 
definitely that was her first mistake. Don't ever trust anybody with, you know, your personal, you know, medical uh, information. That's for sure. But um, it's it's strange also that, you know, this is how this is how the law works, right? You create a system in which you can have a card, but you can't have it for smokable or ingestible use, which are like the two main uses, right? So it's like, what are you supposed to do? You just have the the plant growing and they come in there and you're like, hey, it's growing, but I don't have any dry cannabis that I'm smoking. They leave you alone. The the law works in mysterious ways to to basically conclude that we're all criminals and we have no rights to do anything. And and that's the real sad part. But I, I love this judge, Judge Timberland. You know, he said, hey, look, what, what you do in your office. We're going to we're going to uphold that in the courts. Timbo. That's cool. But, you know, he also can't. You know, he, he can't condemn the cannabis plant anymore. You know, he's got to just say, look, I really, this is okay. I, I really wonder. The story's about her getting her unemployment benefits, you know. She's, yeah, I, this was, this was, I, just wonder, yeah. I just wonder if. It helps her right to do what she wants to do in her own home. That's Yeah, why that, should it affect yeah. any benefit? Well, now, now she can, right? and she's getting paid. Be, uh, that should That's be right. the, the, well, the, real... the rhetoric that all um, judiciary kind well, of Well, no, no, no. The real, the real question Iowa. is this. The real question is this, is if the school district changes its policy after this to say that you wouldn't be subject uh um uh to to the unemployment if they did find something at your home yeah yeah, yeah. They, that, they, I'm, they, I'm willing to bet that they're going to change their policy after this the contract that yeah. yeah it's whatever with with contractors or whoever they they hire outside i don't know i mean like look this is all again just more legal legal bullshit legalese bullshit that they're going to throw at people um especially in iowa but you know this is this is just a, another example of you know how how deep deeply rooted in the dark ages we are when it comes to all these you know all these progressive kind of actions toward um, cannabis and medicine with cannabis specifically. I think that's kind of the thing to highlight. This is a medical patient. You know we should have we should give her and we should give other medical Passion. patients a little more um, you know runway to like you know have options in states that maybe aren't currently um, you know like engaged in some regulation. And um, you know they should have some reciprocity from those states to neighboring states. Because Iowa does neighbor some cannabis-consuming and regulated states, so you know, hopefully they, hopefully there's more stories like this that come uh, to light, so that people will shine that light on them. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens out of you know, it. it, it, it so, 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 Saman, uh, with this one, um, um, if if they end up changing the law or they ch- changing you know the verbiage their of policy, it, so nobody else policy. can. Yeah, they're 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 changing their policy so nobody else can collect that 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 sweet government check <laughs> while while growing their own at home. Mm-hmm. Guess who just became the biggest plug? That's right. Big yeah. shout out to Amy. Yeah. Big shout out to Amy. Definitely. <laughs> big shout out. Big shout out. Amy. And uh, and Judge Timberland the King out there. Yeah. Granted, beads redone in Iowa. Yes. And on, compassion. And on that, we're gonna go to a commercial. We're gonna be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. 
Yeah, yeah stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. I know YouTube appreciates it. You'll appreciate it, and we will also appreciate it. Also, too, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. If you have not subscribed already, and all of the articles that we cover on today's show, you can read on our website at www.highandnightnews.com. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah, you know what it is. We just stretched and now we're gonna smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Get that. Up next, he is a second generation cultivator and the founder of Special Teams Consulting. This is Bastopol Sage himself, Yaro Cobran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to wait for the applause to die down. I was just basking in it. I didn't care that there weren't actually real people applauding because the sound was the same. And so I was loving it. Uh, those, those are real people. Those are real okay. people. Okay. All right. Your lighting, looks, your lighting looks fantastic, Yaro. I just yeah. got to say that, man. It's, your lighting looks fantastic. It's really. I'm it's, digging it's, the framing of your your entire setup there. And I'm really, really excited for this story. It's, it's the color it's correction. It's the color correction courtesy of Cloud Media Partners. Uh, Look good. Mm -hmm. So good morning. Good morning. Hi at nine news viewers. This is Yaro Kubrin. And my story this Tuesday morning is about Massachusetts. Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission in turmoil as managers suspended. The Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission is in a state of disarray after the recent suspension of two top officials and ongoing controversies signaling instability within the agency overseeing the state's cannabis industry. According to a report by WBUR, Boston's NPR office, the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission is in a state of turmoil following the suspension of two top managers, Cedric Sinclair and Justin Schrader, earlier this month. This upheaval adds to the agency's challenges, which include the suspension of its chair, Shannon O'Brien. Schrader has since resigned and his position is now advertised on the commission's job board, the report states. The reason behind the suspensions remains undisclosed, with the commission declining to comment beyond saying they do not discuss internal personnel matters. Neither Sinclair nor Schrader were willing to discuss the situation with reporters. This comes in the wake of former executive director Sean Collins stepping down and O'Brien's legal battles against a review of her suspension related to allegations of making racist comments and mishandling staff interactions. Specifically, an internal investigation found O'Brien had used the word yellow in reference to an Asian person, among other problematic interactions. In a court filing, O'Brien says her words were taken out of context and that she is just being denied due process. 
These events highlight significant management issues within the commission responsible for overseeing the state's $5 billion cannabis industry. Lawmakers, including State Senator Michael Moore, are calling for an oversight hearing to address these concerns, pointing to a disconnect between the commission's staff and board and the need for organizational reform. The situation is further complicated by key vacancies in the commission and a reported delay in communicating critical incidents to the board. In a statement cited by WBUR, Moore said, the management staff overseeing the commission, the agency, is in disarray. We need an oversight hearing. We need to find out what's going on and what's taking place. So let me just kick this off for a second. It's a common refrain in the regulated industry that one of the biggest challenges to regulated cannabis is regulations and sometimes a lack of logic or continuity or thoughtfulness in the way that these regulations are written. And that's not untrue. However, it also seems like a lot of the people who are tasked with regulating this industry are poor choices at best. And we've covered other stories like this in other municipalities. And so I just want to say that being in regulated cannabis has changed my own perspective. I used to see people who were in business come into positions as government regulators, and I felt very uncomfortable with the notion that people in business would regulate those industries and that they would go back and forth between regulated businesses and then being regulators. And my position has personally changed because now I realize that probably one of the best things that cannabis industry could benefit from is having real operators, people who've actually run cannabis businesses in positions uh, within these regulatory agencies. Anyway, this is Yaro Kubrin, High at Nine News, Tuesday morning. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm definitely in favor of having legs, cannabis man. people as regulators. 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, all about that's that. That's the best. They understand yeah. everything. No, they understand the struggle. They understand what mm -hmm. it takes. They understand the overtaxing. They understand the overregulation. Well, they, all... they have to live it and abide by it. And uh, it's great if they can go into the government space and change things for sure. Mm -hmm. He had a, uh, yeah. And, they, they, and, you know, the fish rats from the head, you know, uh, Shannon, Shannon O'Brien um, uh, and her, her comments that were taken out of context. <laughs> I'm sure there's other people that enabled uh, her along the way. And um, a lot of stuff that they've said and done uh, quite possibly could be outed um, as well. I think um, uh, whoever is um, um, uh, the powers that be out there in Massachusetts, it, I mean, it's a good time for them to clean house, you know, start and, fresh with folks who have been in the game, like we said, and um, can do things right. I think it's a, a big shout out. I don't think we covered the story where um, um, it was a big, big, big win for the social equity applicants last week when they no longer in Massachusetts required two drivers uh, to be in the vehicle. It was a huge, huge, huge bear on all of those operators. So I had to just uh, put that out there. Big love to Massachusetts and all the black and brown folks being pushed. And out here's the thing if, if that comment was the only issue in that department, we might be able to look at it as an isolated incident. But when you've had that much turnover, that much turmoil, and that many issues with that many people in a leadership position, ultimately the responsibility lies above those four people with people above them who are making uh, systemically poor choices in terms of who is going to lead that important institution. Mm -hmm. It's a good opportunity to actually drain the swamp, if you will. They're not going to drain a swamp in Massachusetts, bro. It's a swampy, swampy place up there. I mean, did you guys see? I mean, I mean, speaking since we're kind of on this topic, did you see what the Boston mayor recently put out? No. Oh, 
Oh, she put out she put out a whole invite for a whole like uh, holiday party, and said that that white people are excluded in the invitation, and then doubled down on it and said, "Yeah, more more context." That's that's basically what happened. Yeah, yeah. Without more context, you know, um, I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm just saying, sounds sounds contagious. Sounds, sounds like a lot of crazy stuff going on in Massachusetts right now. There's been crazy stuff going on in Massachusetts since uh, the, the, since the 1500s, man. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. You know. That sure is. <laughs> since the 15. They were burning people. <laughs> they were they used to burn people. Well, they in the public square. They That's right. <laughs> Earn through leadership positions. <laughs> Literally. It used to be metaphorically. Oh, right, boy, right, you guys. Right, right, right. You guys are funny. Are you to literal to a dumpster fire, okay? We went from a bonfire to a dumpster fire. But there's absolutely no way you can have this many issues in an organization and say that it's one rotten apple, that it's an isolated incident. Yeah. It's been contained or compartmentalized. Clearly, they don't need to clean house because their house is cleaning itself. Yeah. No. <laughs> a virtual oh, a, rumba. Yeah, exactly. They got a Roomba <laughs> over there, Todd. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Governmental Roomba. I, I wonder if that if that if they have us. The whole thing. We need we need people who have actually been in the industry who actually run this shit um, to have a say in how it's being run in these emerging markets because. Um, it's all bad just, and it's all ends up being uh, corrupt uh, from the jump and um it just sets everybody back years mm-hmm. uh, because they just lose money everybody loses money from the top to the bottom on this nobody That's wins right. they're all losers with because of these types of uh avoidable dumpster fires and no matter what somebody's credentials are no matter what they have on their cv no matter where they got their phd in public policy if you use the word yellow when you're talking about somebody who's Asian, Asian, you got problems. Like it's not dated language, it's it's despicable language. And even the oldest, least evolved people understand that that term didn't didn't carry through. That's not something I mean, look. <laughs> Everybody should be expected to use inclusive language in the workplace. This is not PC. This is just decency. So, yeah, man, so some oh kind man. of some kind of awareness. Man, right. oh man, you're in a public, normal you're in a human rough. behavior. Yeah, right. <laughs> Massachusetts, bro. All the mass holes out there, you guys. All the mass holes. We're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep this train rolling. We're gonna roll. Get rid right of bullet on. check while you're at it. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, God. We're going to roll right on into Mr. Todd Dankin. He's the founder of Digipath Labs out there in Las Vegas, Nevada. And he founded the Smuggleverse, which is the digital marketplace for all of your cannabis NFTs. And apparently, they're digital dank. That's right. It is none other than Mr. Todd Dankin. Thank you, um, Jason. I like that digital dank. Yes. I like that term. Thank you for that. No problem. Any charge? Any copyright fees or anything? You can just you pass. Just have that. I'll just come and pick up white envelopes. Don't worry about Real it. Real trap shit. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have sort of a interesting story out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's pretty funny. Charlotte City Council member passes around a, in quotes, legal joint in closed session. The Charlotte City Council met in a closed session this week to review the police body camera footage 
from a violent arrest in November after police said two people were smoking marijuana at a bus stop. During the meeting, City Council member Renee Johnson passed around the room a legal, mind-altering cannabis cigarette and a pre-packaged bag of loose cannabis flour. It was THCA, a new wildly popular strain of intoxicating cannabis. The MPD chief, Johnny Jennings, was also there. And he said, My point was to educate my colleagues on THCA so that we can develop educated and necessary policies, he said. Her message about THC was on point. In the video, when police approached Anthony Lee and Christina Pierre, an officer asked if they were smoking marijuana. They told the officer they were smoking a THCA cigarette, which converts to Delta 9 THC when smoked. It's sold all over Charlotte. It looks and smells like marijuana. The officer did not engage with them on whether the substance was legal. He quickly moved to arrest them, perhaps not even aware that THCA exists. During a news conference Tuesday, CMPE uh, Chief Johnny Jennings defended the initial encounter that led to the arrest, and he pointed to a crime lab analysis of Lee and Pierre's cigarette that showed it had THC. He said that clearly showed it was illegal marijuana. But Phil Dixon with UNC's School of Government, an expert on the state's hemp laws, said North Carolina crime labs can't distinguish between THCA and Delta 9 THC. This uh, obviously is a prime example of how the feds who call anything with more than 0.3% Delta 9 THC cannabis has zero rules for THCA. It's just the dumbest thing ever. Because, as we all know, when you light that THCA on fire, it uh, converts to Delta-9. Uh, what do you guys think about this silly, silly story? I'm Todd Dankin with High at 9 News. I feel this like... This is the, oh, man. Educated, one of my educating the uneducated. I, I feel like... <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like Bill Clinton should have been in the room for this. This is, this, this, dude, it's only a matter of time until we right? had some shit like this. Bro, they're in North Carolina, bro. They like they're not even like they're like this is just THCA, you guys. There you go. It's passing a yeah, joint around the yeah, council man. chambers. Here you go. <laughs> right, right in country. Yeah. Anyone right, got right a lighter? In country, you light up a joint in front of a cop. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want. I, I really, really, really want to have like a lot more compassion like on this story than I do. But uh, come on, man. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Bro, Read a book. I love this story. Read an article. Right. This story is. Great. Do a Google search. Mm -hmm. It's a teachable <laughs> moment for elected policymakers oh. to understand that there's a time and a place for most things. This probably wasn't the most brilliant decision. Bro, it was in closed chambers. They could have been tacking out the room. <laughs> That's right. Dude, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this is... <laughs> U.S. government. U.S. government. Bro, this is North Carolina government. What are you talking about? This ain't the U.S. government. It's North Carolina. A very, a very red state, we might add. Yes, very, 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 very <laughs> uh, gerrymandered even further. Gerrymandered to the brim. Right. Exactly. Hold on a second. That state and his tobacco country. That state was uh, on blue top for Obama. Of that. That's right. And furniture company. Obama carried North Carolina. Yeah, those are good old days, man. Right, right, yeah. right. That's those what I'm saying. Days, right? Those were good you times. You can't, you can't say North Carolina is a red state if Obama carried it. What do you mean? 
I mean, well, they had a little sense back be, then, but called, uh, times called, they are it'd be changing. Called a purple state, Todd. It, it, a purple it, state is red eyes. I think they said they had more friends well, when Pete Pablo was not cannabis red. Yeah, is well known for taking their shirts off and spinning it around their head like a helicopter. Yes, yeah. Shout out to Pete Pablo. Yeah, big yes. shout out to Pete, man. Yeah, holla at your boy, North Carolina. All right. Oh, um, yeah. All right. So I hope they figure out that uh, THCA thing. <laughs> I feel it's like dumb. I feel like there's a well, Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that one of the biggest problems it's, though is it's that, illegal it's now that... while it's burning. But you know what? I'm gonna cut off. I'm gonna cut off that ash. It's illegal once again. Well, well, the problem starts with the the federal definition, right? 0.3 percent I mean, of denom starts with very very aggressive, innovative capitalists that want to bend the rules to make money and fill a fill a void that they see i mean this is like entrepreneur this is like hyper entrepreneur that's right like you know this is what it is and and i and i mean look i have my i have a lot of issues with that side of things i think that delta 8 and hhc and all that shit I think all of it has zero place in our industry. I think all of the efforts that these people are making to create new synthetic cannabinoids and do these synthetic processes that are very dangerous um, should actually be putting that effort and probably money toward actually just legalizing cannabis in general, high THC, high CBD, just doesn't matter. Any cannabinoid gradient, any variety, it should just be open and free and legal. And we shouldn't have to deal with Delta-8 and converted leaders from CBD um, that are Delta-9. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And so if you're out there and you're doing that, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know, you know, just whatever i'm not i, I i'm not what gonna are like you it. gonna say wait what are you gonna are, say <laughs> there are actually people that we deal with that are you know the proponents of that and the creators of those processes and you know they uh they have a mouthpiece too so we're gonna get into some some real you know arguments about this and i think like i'm not i don't want to stifle innovation i don't want to stifle um people you know doing their mm-hmm. best um, in this, in this, you know, in this crevasse of all these fucked up things that we have to deal with as operators, but at the same token, um, you know, fuck you, because you guys are out there making it really difficult, and and actually just like, in a in a very malignant way, ruining our entire industry, because people are gonna get fucked up from your HHC and your Delta Eight bullshit products, and then we're gonna have a real health issue and health crisis on our hands, and then we're gonna feel the burden as you know cannabis operators because and, uh, you're both Delta Eight. So and, uh, fuck Dr. you. Doctor Mark, Doctor Mark, uh, Doctor Mark Cialdone oh, in the chat. He said he said he says the THCA is 87.7% by weight delta 9 thc so it's almost uh, there um thca is converted at that conversion you and that's the loss of the carboxylic acid actually dr mark so it's not that's that's just the math on how to do it that's the algebraic equation that's not actually what it is until it's combusted so yeah but that's the whole argument that's why it's stupid as fuck because how can we just argue these nuances um, left and right when we should just be worried about the entire law in general? I mean, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. It's like, hey, it's legal until you light it. I mean, that just sounds like everything else, other the other kind of laws that they've passed in the that's past. Right. You know, like, like it's, no, that's yeah. like don't ask, don't tell. That's like you can buy it, but there's no place to smoke exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's the dumbass shit. <laughs> Thank you, exactly. Thank you. 
It is. Man, just because just you got a race car don't mean you can drive it on the road. See what I'm saying, Rico? Just because you're Mike Tyson doesn't mean you can get into street fights. See, actually, see? his hands are weapons, bro. See what I'm saying? That, that's my whole point, Simon. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point. You're registered as weapons, though. That's you right. can't can't go blasting people in their dome. Exactly. <laughs> unless unless you're on a plane getting harassed. But nonetheless, none. Yeah, it's just, it's just a public service announcement. Don't light up. Don't light up nothing in front of cops. <laughs> yeah, I got. <laughs> I, 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 I have one last pretty funny story for you guys. I think you guys will find this pretty pretty amazing. And uh, th- thank you, Rico, for finding this. Oh, man, you guys. An Alabama man high on mushrooms was arrested with a parrot on his shoulder after fighting with a Florida deputies. An Alabama man has more of a Florida man story to tell after explaining to deputies he was high on mushrooms when they found him in a truck on a panhandle road with a parrot on his shoulder. Sounds like they found uh, Captain Hook. According to the Washington County Sheriff's Office on Friday, deputies received a call about a man uh, pounding on the front door of a home and a vehicle sitting stationary nearby. Deputies say the homeowners asked the man to leave, but he would not comply. A WCSO deputies Uh, That's WCSO deputies were headed to the scene. A car matching the description of the one reported was found in the area. And deputies say the driver later identified as Timothy Brandon Bowers, 38, was sitting inside the vehicle with a blank look on his face and a parrot on his shoulder. According to WCSO, as the deputy began speaking to Bowers, he saw several weapons near Bowers and asked him to exit the vehicle. The deputy says Bowers was noncompliant and combative deputies say he uh, deployed a department issued taser and he was detained a short time afterwards bowers told deputies there was nothing wrong with him he was just high on mushrooms according to wcso and while searching bowers vehicle deputies say they found several illegal items according to the wcso the parrot who did not appear to be injured was secured in a pet carrier and taken by washington county animal control and bowers was taken to an area hospital for evaluation and then to jail he was then charged with two counts of possession of a controlled substance two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer resisting an officer with violence and possession of drug paraphernalia and trespassing washington uh, county sheriff kevin cruz said we cannot stress the importance of reporting suspicious activity especially during the holiday season oh man this guy got wrapped up with a parrot on his shoulder i wonder if the parrot was talking when he got arrested but what do you guys that have parrot to say about sang this? like a bird <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah there? There we go. No, that you parrot, got Mark Meadows. Was the parrot high though? That's the question. That parrot, parrot was high. trained by the Pot Brothers at law and told his 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 his, his human uh, compatriot to shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the yep. fuck up. Right, exactly. Right. Don't say exactly. anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah. I mean, and look. <laughs> I want a lawyer. Is, I want a lawyer. I, I want a lawyer. I can't talk. I'm just a bird. That happens with hallucinogenics that doesn't happen with cannabis and this is why i have concern around i believe we 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 don't criminalize people who possess psychedelics and 
having it be metered doses and age restricted access is critical. I'm just glad the guy wasn't driving, but I'd be terrified if I was those people and he came up to their door knocking at it at who knows what time, the parent on his shoulder, all inebriated. Like that would scare me. Maybe he was just looking he for a cracker. Shot. Maybe he was looking for a cracker. Did he have large talons? <laughs> Bro. Yo, there's pirates up there. I've seen them. I've seen them. I, I, I find it interesting. Stand your ground law. I, I find I find it interesting that he wasn't charged with any firearms or anything else like that. It was just just beating up the cops, pretty much. Is, is Alabama man the new Florida man? I mean, <laughs> that is a funny funny thing. Just that, that dude went. That dude went to the so first. Mm-hmm. I heard that this guy was just tapped to run DeSantis's campaign for the rest of the year. Is that true? Perfect. No, I thought I, thought, I think that was the shaman. That was the Jan. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be busy draining the swamp, you know, and uh... Florida Alabama line. Oh, Snorting God. Florida Alabama lines next. Skirting, right. skirting. Film at eleven. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh man, bro. that was a good, that was a, that was a good one, man. Uh, yeah. So on that note. <clears throat> We are at the top of the hour, everybody. Thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of High Nine News for this hilarious Talk About It Tuesday episode. You can catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love, getting their comments posted live on the big screen. Our live audience uh, and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the developing headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. A big shout out to Sam. Sam uh, put one up uh, on the board today. Uh, Shout out to that. We appreciate you, my brother. Uh, to our vetted correspondent team, tuning in from all over, bringing us much-needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, Big Adam, holding things down with his feathered hair. Yeah, so so nice. He takes a takes a brush and, and a yeah. light smothering of. Uh, no, he has a he has a diffuser. Aquanet. He has Aquanet. A diffuser. <laughs> a diffuser. Not the yeah. cap. <laughs> <laughs> To stop the cap. There's no caps on that here, bro. <laughs> As always, Cannabis TVL, the reason we show up to read these headlines every single day. Thank you, too. Um, it has been Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. The show's over. You've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope is enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. I'm Rico Lumi, the dopest dad on the street for High at Nine News and uh, the cannabis industry's number one daily news show, Todd. Dinkin, what do you have for us today, my man? Take these. Hey, Christmas is right around the corner, so Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Thanks to everybody for listening. And um, the words of wisdom for today are: Let's be nice to people, huh? Mm -hmm. Just be nice. That's the best Christmas presents you can give. Um, Thanks, everybody. Peace, love, and cannabis, everybody.